mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? I'm good, Chris. I'm a little bit hungover because I was uh, drinking heavily yesterday and uh, it was all in uh, because we, uh, Stack, the company that uh, looks after the Abroad Japan podcast side of things, uh, we, uh, we won a couple of awards, Chris, at the, uh, the podcast awards. What? what do you win? It's what did we win? Stag- I'm, I'm part you, of the company. Yeah, I won the award. Give me the award. You've got a small uh, part of a, We don't even get a, an award because they were both silvers rather than uh, golds. But uh, yeah, we got uh, silver for Football Ramba Presents, which is uh, our football, uh, our second football channel. Uh, and uh, Stack, Best Network, uh, we, we came second, beating Five Live and a couple of other notables. <laughs> wow! What did you did you win any money? Did you get any toys? Any Chris, chocolate? You know for a fact, as well as I know for a fact, <laughs> that these award shows are existing for one reason and one reason only: to make the people who organise the shows money. <laughs> and so it's very much oh. that's what that's all about. So they ain't going to be giving you nothing, <laughs> nothing. What was the awards? What was the award ceremony called? What's it? What is it? Uh, it was the British Podcast Awards, I believe. It was uh, oh. yeah, good times had by all. Uh, the younger members of uh, staff were uh, partying until the early hours. Uh, I went home and made some delicious uh, uh, scallop noodle chili oil <laughs> monstrosities <laughs> that that my partner ate part of. <laughs> oh my oh, lord. Dear. He runs a business empire. He spends his days drunk, making horrible food dishes at home. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. The day in the life of Pete Donaldson. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> you crazy man. I, I I haven't done anything. I've just been no. editing in a room. So that's probably... Still I am going off room. on a trip. Still editing in a room. Mm. I'm going off on a trip with Connor this week, though. Oh, yeah. Does that count as fun? Does that count as something good? Yeah. Probably. Connor's, Connor's, Connor gets you into trouble, pushes you past your comfort zone. I like it. I like it when you two uh, group up, when you guys head well, out he, on a trip. He'll he'll certainly be going past his comfort zone on this trip. All right, okay. Uh, I <laughs> I won't spoil it, but he's, he's going to be doing something dramatic and exciting. <gasps> oh, my um, goodness. So, yeah, but it should be good. It should be good. It's a wacky weekend Can episode. Give us a tip? So, Can you give us a little tip? No, because it, it's something that even the slightest <laughs> hint will give away what it is. So I can't oh, right, say. Okay, fine. Uh, but I'll be good. Tell it's gonna be good. Trust me. Just okay, just watch okay. it. Yeah. It's on the C. It's on Sea Dog VA. Right. So it's really interesting how Wacky Weekend is divided up across both channels. And he on mine, it's like really slickly edited to like yeah. TV quality. And on his, yeah. it's just like he just fast the pace, slap, slap, slap on your face. Yeah, he just dumps the like, rushes. Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, Different demographics, but I've got different a, uh, demographics, different and it doesn't matter what the figures are. I've not looked. Well, it doesn't my, matter what the figures are, does it, Chris? Doesn't <laughs> it, my 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 viewership's like thirty, forty, 
70 yeah. years old okay his right. viewership's like 21 or something <laughs> so we cater for different demographics but i got this uh brand new 360 camera the insta one rs one inch why are things so long well uh, it's, it's a it's a 360 camera with a one inch sensor or rather two yeah. one inch sensors um and i'll be using that i do love these 360 cameras i used they used to be a bit gimmicky but they're getting the point now where you can do some pretty cool stuff with them yeah and uh, they're really good for like sporty outdoor activities and things mm. i used it on um journey across japan we were we did para sailing paragliding right what's the one where you jump off the back of a boat and you fly para, like an idiot para, yeah. i think that's paragliding paragliding sailing no oh, uh, parasailing parasailing is that right Okay. Well, anyway, whatever it's called, I did that. It was horrible. And I used the 360 camera on a stick. Yeah. And I held it out like two meters away. And it looks like a drone is flying sort of in tandem with Joey and I, <laughs> like 100 meters in the sky. So it's kind of cool, actually. Oh, it we said, we've nicely. spoken about this before. I blooming love, 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 love uh, the old. Uh, I, I love the, uh, the, the parasitic. It's so relaxing. So bloody relaxing. It's fantastic. It's not relaxing. It's not. It's relax. horrible. It's not relaxing, is it? It's so it's, I did it with like a tacky parachute with a Finding Nemo face on it. Finding Nemo's face, <laughs> and we had this bungee-like rope strapping us to the boat, and you could watch it like creak and look like it was going to snap in the wind. Right. And it was quite a windy day, and um, yeah, I, I I was supposed to go up twice: once with Natsuki, once with Joey. Well, I went up with Joey, <laughs> came back down, and they were like ready to go again. And I was like, no. Joey's going now with Natsuki so Joey did it twice and the second time that Joey went up it was much windier and right. he got really scared so I'm yeah. bloody glad I bailed out of that one but uh, you've got that to look forward to on Journey Across Japan which will Great be out stuff. sometime very soon yeah. actually coming out I've been saying that for months it's actually coming out though in a week mm. or two so get ready for that a uh, little story this week from Spencer and Spencer begins. How's it going? Chiselled Chris and powerful Pete. My name's Spencer and I'm a 19-year-old student from Toronto now studying in Tokyo as an exchange student. This story starts with me having just finished visiting the Tokyo Skytree. In the evening, I'd walked out the Tokyo Skytree and sat down on a nearby curb. After five minutes of minding my own business, a Japanese man who seemed to be in his early 40s approached me and sat down right next to me. He introduced himself as Shinichi and explained cool. that He's studying English due to him having to speak with foreigners for his job, which he uh, worked in IT. Even though he mentioned he was studying English, we spoke in Japanese. At first, he was asking the normal questions, such as why I came to Japan, but the questions quickly turned rather strange, with him then asking me questions such as where do I live and if I'd like to <laughs> hang out with him sometime. Ooh. I tried avoiding the questions by pretending I didn't understand but he kept persisting <laughs> after I revealed where I lived he proposed that we should go for drinks sometime uh, and had, had he had me add him online which Ooh. is like the, what's line it's like whatsapp right? Yes. In Japan uh, after I said I had to leave to catch my train we said our goodbyes to which mm. afterwards I received many messages and questions ranging from how's the weather to how can you drink how well can you handle alcohol <laughs> needless to say I quickly stopped responding and was wondering if either of you get approached by random Japanese people who want to speak to foreigners and if so how did it go uh, all the best guys Spencer 
Yeah, He's I mean, we're creeped out. I mean, just I mean, just incredible stuff, really, isn't it? It's like I have had people kind of like uh, add, but then they uh, they've never sort of continued the conversation past the the evening that we were you know chatting or whatever. So it's, it seems very strange yeah. that you would. So it's just been just a bit much, isn't I it? Mean, really, I, <laughs> feel as lonely. I had a, a guy, you know, I had a guy like that once. He was a bit too much, and he was mm. like, he forced me to. We met on the street, and he forced me to go to karaoke and stuff. And his <laughs> name was Natsuki, <laughs> and it worked out all right. But like, <laughs> I often wonder if I'd said no to Natsuki, would my story be like that? Would I be yeah. like, oh, this weird guy who. <laughs> was obsessed with fish and chips and the Beatles wouldn't leave me alone he was smoking it was awful <laughs> it, I often wonder in alternate reality so you could have you could have just missed your your Natsuki uh, yeah. Spencer no, although it sounds like this guy was a little bit more weird and you know I've run into people like that a few times but uh, yeah it, it, there's a you know there's a saying in Japan uh, kuki yomeru like uh, to be able to read the air it's you know just just to read those social cues and he, he should have worked out that it was a bit awkward or something was off so hmm. clearly he couldn't yeah, right I don't know I bit, of a, bit of a weird one but you, you know you get these people call them gaijin hunters right people that hunt out foreign folks just especially to either date them or to practice English hmm. and you know, sometimes those people can be a bit persistent and a bit over the top and a bit full on. So, you know, hmm. maybe the guy was coming on to you. That's another option. Could be uh, it. Could not, be not it. Not outside the realms of possibility. Yeah. No. But, uh, yeah, at least there's a story there. That's good, isn't it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> what, a lovely, what a lovely occasion. We've got a story yeah. this week, though. Uh, what's going on, Pete? What's going on well, in the news I mean, of Japan? It's a weird one, really. Uh, it's uh, they've they've uh, This story's kind of like been kicking around, obviously, since the war. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a story that gets repeated quite a lot. It's about that bloke, about that soldier who fought in the Second World War uh, until 1974, even though the Second World War had ended 29 <laughs> years previously. Previously, and it's a famous story and stuff. But like, it, yeah, yeah. it was quite interesting. Quite start this this sort of new story came up uh, this week about this guy Hiro uh, Hiro uh, Onada. Uh, he, was, he was sent to the island of Lubang in uh, the Philippines in 1944. Uh, and he was told not to surrender or take his own life. And he, you know, he, he, it's fair to say that he was a stickler for the rules. He loved uh, <laughs> being a soldier, and he loved doing what he was told. Uh, and he just, he just basically stayed there. And he spent thirty years hiding in the jungle, uh, and only gave himself up when his retired former commander was tracked down to give him fresh orders. So they got his old commander and sort of said, "Look, mate, you, it's done. It's <laughs> it is done, mate." Uh, Look, mate and, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the le- and they try to drop leaflets into the jungle, and just in- on the off chance that um, these soldiers were still out there, uh, who who they and, and then the men thought that these were just like creations of um, of the enemy. I uh, thought it was just propaganda and lies. Uh, but yeah, an order is basically um, yeah. He, he thought he thought that when he was seeing planes going over the over the uh, overhead, uh, fighting in the Korean War and then the Vietnam War, he was believing that the you know that was proof that the Second World War was. Still being fought, uh, and he and he managed to kill thirty people while in hiding. So uh, it's uh, it's an astonishing a bit of work. He died about six years ago, seven years ago uh, at ninety one. But, but he spent um, 
He spent the rest of his life uh, dividing his time between his homeland and uh, a little cattle ranch that he started in Brazil. It's an amazing story. Random. It's one that gets sort of knocked around, but it was just quite quite nice this week to see uh, all of like the sort of events kind of all together. It is a Daily Mail article, unfortunately, uh, but it's quite nicely sort of put together by uh, a fellow by the name of Harry Howard, the history correspondent for Mail Online, uh, and he's uh, and he put that out uh, a few days ago, and it was just I mean just a, just an amazing story, and it's quite nicely put together. Uh, but unfortunately, you do have to visit the Daily Mail's website. <laughs> God forbid. It's, yeah. it's astonishing. Like, imagine, imagine coming back to Japan mm. after all that time. And between 1945 and when he eventually surrendered in 1974, mm. <laughs> 29 years, Japan went through perhaps the biggest change of its entire existence like it yeah. it really did change in so many ways and became mm. like a tech powerhouse and the one of the like economic powers of the world and it must have been trippy as hell to go back to that after spending 30 years away yeah. in the jungle in the Philippines but yeah fair play to him to, I, I, I don't know how to feel about it he killed 30 people while he was in hiding yeah well that's look- not good you you get your you get your you get your orders, don't you? I guess I suppose. But it, I mean, he, he presumed he was in in full combat, and it's uh, it's just I mean, it's just incredible, really. Just he he surrendered uh, by handing where his sword he, over to. Where, where was he living in the jungle? Did he build a hut out of sticks yeah, just, or something? You know, just, he wasn't just, alone either. He was with three yeah. other men, right? One of them mm. surrendered mm. to the uh, Philippine forces in 1950. Gave up for five years. Shocking. The second guy <laughs> was killed in 1954, and the third was killed by local police. Yeah. Probably wondering what the fuck was going on yeah. uh, in 1972. So clearly he wasn't alone throughout this, throughout, well, the the first half of the ordeal, he wasn't alone. Yeah. But bloody hell. But it's, 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 but. it's it, this kind of piece came about because um, uh, Werner Herzog, uh, who is, uh, is fighting his own battle and writing really long books about stuff, uh, but he's written a novel about uh, another's time in the, in the jungle, and, he's, uh, and, and that came oh, out this well. month. So, so you get you either have a choice to uh, read the Daily Mail article, uh, which is a little shorter, or uh, do a solid and uh, and read Werner Herzog's account. Uh, who oh, is a cool. man who met met him a, a good few times over uh, over uh, over the years before um, he died of heart failure in 2014. So yeah, fascinating. Oh wow, fascinating stuff. Awesome. Uh, check it out if you're into your history of World mm. War Two. It's yeah, yeah, it's a story that I've I've heard bits it's and sad. pieces of over the years, Very but sad. I've never really heard the details. I'm yeah. I'm impressed. He he found the time to start a cattle ranch in Brazil. Apparently, spent half of his time doing uh, cattle ranchy stuff in Brazil, and then spent half of the time uh, heading over to Japan to teach kids uh, about like survival techniques. Goodness knows, he's good at it. <laughs> Yeah, bloody hell. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the fax machine, your stories, comments, and questions. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. I'm here with some messages for you from John, a Welshman living in Vancouver. The Groover from Vancouver, John. Uh, Hi, Precipitous Pete and Calamitous. Chris, my question to you is, uh, do you think that it would be difficult to make friends and be social in a big city such as Osaka or Tokyo without the interactions and connections that working in an office setting would bring? Cheers, John, a Welshman living in Vancouver. Chris, you are not in an office setting. You are in a big city of Sendai. Um, Do you find it hard. Oh, my mic's got crazy today. Uh, do you find it difficult to make new friends, or are you just happy with the ones you've already got? <laughs> uh, I think it, I, I found it easy to make friends in the countryside, right? Because you get involved with yeah. stuff there. There's not many foreigners. Yeah. You're more of a special item, special quest item. I, but there are more opportunities to also get involved in the city. There's loads of stuff. You just got to get out there and do things, right? My entire first year was spent indoors looking at kanji characters and I made no friends and didn't really do anything so my advice is get out there no matter where you end up and uh, it's easy to make friends if you are an outgoing person but uh, right. you know Japanese cities can be a lonely place I, in, the, in the video I'm, I, I've just released about misconceptions uh, I talked about how people in Japan might not seem as friendly as you think I was trying to sort yeah. of say that people often get politeness confused with friendliness right people in japan very polite uh you know but when it comes to friendliness they're not overly friendly they're not unfriendly but like people are not uh easy to sort of people people don't come and talk to you randomly unless you're in a bar and even if they do talk to you it's more out of a place of moral obligation they want to just ask you a handful of questions and be polite and then they move on to go beyond that surface level is a little bit difficult so yeah my advice get involved meet people the more groups you become a part of the easier it is to meet people once you're in a group then the doors open and uh, opportunities arise Uh, we've got one here from Sean it says greetings gents I've just drunkenly watched the English prison video and I think I may have interpreted some differences in your accent Chris a little more British Uh, perhaps tricky to confirm do you think living in Japan is somewhat altered uh, or softened your British accent and do you think it's reverted while you've been back in the UK keen to hear your thoughts Sean I I don't know Pete what do you reckon You've, you've heard me speak in Japan and speak at home what do you make of it yeah, I mean, I no, I don't think I don't think it's softened your uh, British accent. I think because you do quite a lot of. Uh, again, I speak to you mainly through a podcast, which means that you are enunciating and concentrating on how you're saying things. So it's probably a little bit different yeah, to, uh, to how you would normally talk. But uh, well, I think you, I think you, when you uh, get a little bit frustrated, I think you get a bit you get a bit Boris Johnson. <laughs> 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 I remember when I, the day I arrived and I met the teachers and colleagues I was going to work with. I yep. just was like, all right, mate, how you doing? I've just had a really long flight, really jet lag. And nobody knew what yep. I was saying. And I had to sort of completely start from scratch with my accent right, to try okay. and make sure my colleagues knew what the hell I was talking about. So that definitely, early on, there were some changes. But, you know, you can go back and watch 
the first few videos I made 10 years ago 10 years ago this week yeah. I think uh, and, and sort of see how my accent has gone from there I think the main thing is yeah. I've tried to enunciate words more because I right, my, okay. my voice is quite like monotonous and shit and I have to be yeah. like no I went to the supermarket and I bought some apples <laughs> it drives me out the wall David I hate Hoy. speaking I hate talking <laughs> I want to use it from now on this podcast is going to be hosted by Pete Donaldson and me done by a robot AI computer mediated voice modulator which exists and actually getting quite worryingly good um, it's not outside wow. the realms of possibility this time next year Pete and I will even host the podcast it'll just be robots that speak like us <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mean I, we have got quite a lot of kind <laughs> of data really disappointed over the, oh, no, you sound okay, disappointed fine, yeah. fine alright <sighs> good yeah alright <sighs> suppose and, and you would choose if you were going to choose anyone to uh, to host the podcast why would you not just get an AI of or Stephen Fry or something <laughs> just someone better <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a lot better. There's um, yeah, some really advanced editing software coming out, right? Where now you'll do your video, you'll press a button, it will show you the whole script in uh, like a Word document, right, with the words. And you can edit the video just by cutting like uh, words out of the script. So That's you'll, you'll right, yes. It's really trippy, and you'll do that. And the And the trippiest thing of all is you can add in words and sentences... And the software will listen to your voice and create mm. uh, like a artificial version of your voice. And for single like words, it can actually be really effective. Obviously, yeah. for sentences, it's a bit more complicated. But if you train it for days, hours on your voice, it can sound really frighteningly good. Um, yeah. I've yet to experiment with it myself. I've been watching videos on YouTube, but uh, it's kind of like the, f the the future of editing uh, for yeah. people that are lazy. And don't well, want to if do it you're not looking for way. anything, if you're not looking for anything like in particular, I think it's quite nice to, uh, yeah, it's quite quite an interesting little, just a little, you know, cut here or there. You can't obviously right now do huge, huge uh, kind of uh, uh, inventions through the whole thing. But the odd odd word that's been fucked up, because goodness knows, uh, anyone listening to this podcast will know that, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't pronounce most words. I, I have one word <laughs> when I'm doing voiceovers for uh, Discovery Channel. Uh, it's a lot, of, lot, lot of shows about emergencies, and I can never say emergency properly. I don't know what it is about the word emergency. emergency. I've really got to, uh, I've really got to concentrate. Unfortunately, disgraceful, uh, mate. disgraceful. We yeah. got one here from Logan. He says, "Greetings, Chris and Pete. My name's Logan. I recently started watching Tokyo Vice. Absolutely loved it from episode one. But more than once, I've distinctly heard actors say yeah when refusing someone. Uh, as I understood yeah. it, it's not common to directly say no." in Japanese but instead to suggest otherwise and skirt around a direct contradiction when I heard it a second time in the show I thought I'd write and ask your opinion also please share if you watch the show uh, thank you for everything Logan I've still not watched it have you Have you seen Tokyo Vice yet have you seen it I've not no I, I, I sort of saw watched the trailer and I was like you know, again just annoyed that they're a film in Japan tonight uh, but um, <laughs> with these guys uh, but uh, it's obviously got your, your best friend in it um, uh, good old Ken actor in the world good old Ken Watanabe but uh, yeah I, I do fancy it I just it's just one of the shows that 
my partner wouldn't be into, so I'll probably never watch, and nah. I'll it'll just let, I'll just let it fall by the wayside, unfortunately. But uh, I very much um, I, it must be if they do, they are doing EA uh, saying no directly, it might just be you know uh, English writer writing the script and getting it to be translated directly rather than culturally understanding about what what people would get, no, because no. it would it's I, it's for a Western audience, isn't it? So it'd be quite weird for sort of to to like lump all of the kind of like cultural heft of how Japanese people talk to each other like that it would just it would just seem quite alien wouldn't it it would be quite no, weird no I don't think so I think, I think no, you, I mean you do say yeah quite a lot in Japanese I mean what's the, mm. the way they probably said it is maybe it's a Yakuza character or someone who's quite powerful talking down to a subordinate right where you can you yeah. can be direct like that it's no problem so maybe they're talking down to someone who's lower status maybe they're saying yeah, yeah. I, I say yeah like as in like no 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 someone compliments you or apologises yeah. you're like no no not at all that's how I use it in everyday life but like yeah it depends yeah. on the context of the situation I imagine if it's someone like Ken Watanabe's character who's like the police officer chief dude then he can probably talk to people lower down the chain like that and that's not a problem yeah. or if it's the accuser so that's probably why yeah. that's probably why at the end of the day I don't think hmm. it's a poorly interpreted script just because I think they may take your voice uh, for Japanese viewers as well and I don't think oh, right, they would okay. let that fly and usually the script is checked over pretty well by folks uh, in Japan I don't think we've ever seen a film that's been poorly done can you think of any that have actually been like that though like it's been written by a British American person translated into um. Japanese and failed Oh, I've not really watched many that have been set in Japan. What was Lost in Translation like? <laughs> that was your usual one, isn't it? That's your usual. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. all right. I don't, that, know. I don't think they did it. Yeah. There wasn't really much Japanese in that. Yeah. No. I, true. I, yeah. I don't know. But I do want to watch it. I will get on it. I I actually tried to watch it and download it for a flight back to the UK, but yeah, I couldn't do it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't let me download it. So fate stood yeah. in the way but I'll find a way around it <laughs> I don't know how let's get a VPN but uh, I'll get on it I do want to watch it it does look pretty good and the reviews certainly uh, certainly yeah. sound like it's uh, a really good show so I'll check it out I've got I've got uh, a few flights coming up I'll uh, I'll try ooh. and get try and get that downloaded where are you off to where are you going now Mr Many Holiday um no, I've got uh, next. Is it next month? Are we August yet? Uh, September. I'm going to uh, New York for some meetings because I'm a high-powered meetings kind of guy. And then uh, in start of October, I am going on a little bit of a road trip with the boys. A little road trip with the boys in uh, in in America somewhere. I think we're going to do uh, Detroit of all places. We're going to drive wow. around Detroit. I That'd think. Be good. <laughs> yeah, fun, 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 fun. Oh, that sounds good. Something different, isn't it? Where's my road trip? Where's my trip? Where's to your road New York? trip? Your you can, trip you'll, you'll be you there. Can you go might right actually now. be there the same time as Trash Taste because they're doing a, a tour. Are they doing America. a tour? Aren't they? Yeah, I forgot about that. Christ, yeah. God, that's going to be. And they're going to be in Detroit in October. They're gonna be in Detroit. You should do it. Uh -oh. You should go. You should actually go and see it. God knows what they'll do. Uh, but yeah, have a nice trip. Even though it's months away, Fun. I don't know why I'm saying have a nice trip. Where's the Japan tour? Here. Yeah, I can't go to Japan, but I can join you on a, on, a, on an America trip. <laughs> I yeah, I, I do want to yeah. go to America. Actually, I do want to go, and I Natsuki's still up for going. We we would have done it if it wasn't for COVID, but uh, we'll, he, we'll is still, he still make still it. Not, is he not, is he not, has he ever been to America? He's been to Hawaii. He's been to Hawaii. 
okay yeah. right okay but then all Japanese have so it doesn't count it's cheating where do you go to cheating. would you do um, the west coast Natsuki I, in Hollywood <laughs> I think he wants to go to Hollywood I think he wants to go to New York probably the most uh, yeah, yeah I don't know I have to ask him I have to get him on the show He's, we've still cool. never had him on a full abroad in Japan podcast episode <laughs> just because it might be difficult with the translation situation so well, yeah. we'll find a way around it we'll get him some English <laughs> lessons keep the stories questions yeah. comments coming in guys to broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com we'll be back later in the week to do all over again but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast bye for now Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com